You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's time for the Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something. Howdy, everyone. Welcome to the fourth episode of the 2023 Dragon Con Report. We continue our 12th season covering the con we love so much. I'm your host, Mike Gordon. I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our station crew, starting with Jen. Hello. Jen. Howdy. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> Howdy. How, how are things? Good. Good. You know, still, still in construction land over here. It's going to take months, <laughs> but that's what happens when you decide to build a bar in your own home. Yes. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm anxious to see it, you know. Um, and it probably takes longer because you're probably imbibing using some of the ingredients of the bar, right? Oh no, I'm not going to, I'm not, uh, though, the, all the, all, all that is still boxed up. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah. Such barware, barware, the glasses, none of that's coming out. I don't want to break it. Now I do have a second bar in the house, but I'm not going to use power tools and mix it with rum. So <laughs> that's, that's a just, good, that's, that's just a yes. uh, missing finger waiting to happen. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Channing is here as well. Howdy, sir. Hey, hey, how's everybody doing? All right, and yourself? I could complain, but wouldn't do any good. Um, <laughs> waiting to wrap up. As you can see, I've got a big old plate of crawfish behind me. I'm just waiting to dive into Scrooge and McDuck style. Absolutely. That's, that's going to be the plan. Wow, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's huge. That's a huge plate there. <laughs> Almost lobster size. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be the next sci-fi channel movie, Killer Crawfish. There's just going to be giant crawfish coming after people. <laughs> We've also got with us, joining us for the first time, Hanako is here. Hello, hello. Howdy. Did I get it right? It's Hanako. Hanako. Like, ha- <laughs> Hanako. Right. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Thank you. Um, tell us a little, tell everybody a, bit, a little bit about yourself. Okay, hi, my name is Hanako Ricks. I am the creator and host of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. It is a podcast where I get together with some of my friends and we talk about all things geeky. Um, I am also a long time, long time Dragon Con attendee. I've been going to Dragon Con since 2007. I've been a panelist there since 2009. So, and I am excited to be here tonight. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What, um... Do you have any uh, sort of favorite Dragon Con memory? You know, um, I think the very first time walking into Dragon Con is always a favorite because um, I'm I'm an Atlanta native and I really never knew that this was here in that sense. Um, of course, I'm a black nerd and that was not the cool thing to be when I was growing up in the 80s and, and the 90s. And um, I happened to find Dragon Con because some of the cast from Harry Potter were, were going to be here that year. And my, you know, one of my best friends and I, we decided to come and we walked into the Marriott and we just looked and we were like, oh my God, we're home. It was the most <laughs> 
fantabulous thing I had ever seen. And it has become a staple for me. Like if I haven't put in my time off by the second week in July, my boss will actually call me and say, um, are you going to Dragon Con this year? Yes, I haven't seen your requests off yet. Let me take care of that right now. So yeah, that's one of my that's one of my all time favorites. You know, I, I find it interesting. I ask that question to everybody. I love hearing everybody's story about how they discovered Dragon Con and what it was like that first time. Mm-hmm. But very rarely, if at all, have I ever heard anybody say, well, I went and I was okay. And then I kept going and it kind of grew on me. It's no, it's like if when you get there the first time, you know. Well, and many people also always say for their first time that it's home. Like we all have yeah. that. Yeah. This is where I belong. I'm home feeling. Yeah. yeah. It is I can let my geek flag fly. Yeah. Yes. Or, or the, or the, I might be the most normal person here. <laughs> I've never felt that well. before. <laughs> it was so interesting because she and I, like I said, I was a huge Harry Potter fan. So we, we have on these like basic black robes and our, our little ties Back then, um, you could only find Gryffindor and Slytherin merchandise. You couldn't find anything Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff. And we're coming up the escalator just looking at things, and someone steps out, and they're like, hey, we're from Snitch Seeker. Can we take your picture for the website? We were like, what? What is this? Someone wants to take our picture because we're dressed up like geeks? Oh, this is cool. Yeah, it was a a very eye-opening experience, and it was so much fun, and Dragon Con was only half, I think it was about half the size as it is now. So back then it was crowded and now it's just grown and I just, I still love it. It's, it's like my vacation every year. Mm-hmm. Now, now how do you usually spend Dragon Con? Do you do the, it sounds like you do, you participate in panels. Do you, do you cosplay a lot? Um, I've tried cosplaying a couple of times and I learned in 20, I think it was 18 that, uh, the heat and me cosplaying don't get along. <laughs> it's it's too much. So I just basically, I have on like my geek shirts. I always buy like geeky jewelry. So that's pretty much the extent of my dressing up. Um, I do spend a lot of time at panels. Um, like I said, before we started recording, if you give me an opportunity to, to talk about geek stuff, I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. So I started paneling at Dragon Con, probably, I think it was 2009. And at first it was just like a panel here, maybe a couple of panels there. I started on the, um, young adult literature track and over the years, as word of mouth has kind of gotten, I've gotten on more panels. So I think last year at Dragon Con, I did 11 panels. Ooh, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah we I, were I actually like, on one together. We were. Was it the, was it, it yeah. was a Marvel one. Was it the Miss Marvel? It was Miss Marvel. It was Miss Marvel. And that was a great panel. So, yeah, I, I just love going and being able to talk and listen to other people's perspectives about the same things that we like you know of course we all have different ways of viewing um the things that you know we partake in and it's it's just always interesting to hear other people's per- point of view yeah yeah absolutely i think uh that's one thing that dragon con has been uh good at from day one at least as far as as long as i've been going which is 
almost close to day one. Not not quite there yet, but uh, or not quite there ever, because <laughs> it's not like I can go back and change that. Ooh, that's a that's be an interesting thing. I never thought about that. Like get in a TARDIS and go like to the like very first or second Dragon Con. How weird would that be? That would be so interesting. Well, would you go as far back as Atlanta Fantasy Fair, or just when it became Dragon Con? Just when you became Dragon, and I'd get an eternal badge right there. <laughs> Oh, That's absolutely. The thing. That's absolutely. The thing. Yeah. It'd probably be like 25 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> right. I right. think when I started going in 2007, I when I was looking at the memberships, I think it was only maybe $1,500 then. And I was like, oh my God, that's a lot. I don't even know if I like it that much. This is, of course, before I set foot. And like you, I'm like, I should have gotten it now. And it's like, now I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's 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 forty five hundred dollars now. Oh my god! <laughs> it's, uh, still a bargain, I guess, because uh, it's only. I mean, the rates are only going to go up. No, I mean, if, to, if you're like twenty, it's a bargain. Yeah, yes. well, that's true. exactly. Uh, yeah, not, yeah. Not, get not your money's worth. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, well, that, de- that depends. Can you transfer it to family? Nope. <laughs> nope. They, know, they've already, they've already my will. That. Yeah. You can't. So. <laughs> yes. Yes. Did we? Did we ever find out? Like, if you skip a year, if that's okay, it's still years. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I wasn't it's sure. Eternal. Like, if you had to be consecutive. It's eternal. <laughs> Eternal but I, I didn't know if it meant. I didn't know if it's it meant a lifetime membership. Once you once you sign you your name go. in blood, you are. It, it is there. yours. You are drawn there. Uh, Actually, when you die, your spirit is trapped at Dragon Con. You can't cross over. That, that was, That's that not was, a bad yeah, thing. It wouldn't be a bad thing in the afterlife. Yeah, yeah, I take that. Yeah, I take that. As too. long as there's pie. <laughs> Look, you'd be able to get into panels that you normally yep. can't get into now. And no elevators. Yep. You just go through the floors, yeah. <laughs> wow. That is awesome, though. Uh, go, what, uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast. So um, we started the podcast in September of 2020 after everything shut down. Um, that year, I was supposed to go to five different conventions, and of course, everything got canceled. And I was just itching for a way to talk about shows that were still on TV. Um, I have previous experience as a podcaster, as a co-host of Sci-Fi Party Line podcast. And that one was kind of, as everyone was getting busy with lives, we weren't recording as much. And um, Kat, the person who runs that podcast, she's been trying to get me to do one for years. So I finally decided to jump the bullet or bite the bullet and say, okay, let's just do this and see where it goes. And we have been having lots of fun. Um, We cover a lot of fantasy TV, um, a lot of genre TV. So we do talk about a lot of the Marvel stuff. Um, We've covered uh, The Last of Us. We've covered The Boys. We've covered Invincible. We are covering Shadow and Bone and The Wheel of Time right now. And we have some other things that we're trying to decide what we're going to do because uh, the first year we were very ambitious. We basically were like, Hey, we got a podcast. We can talk about everything. (laughs) And my schedule said, no, we cannot. So, (laughs) so we're being a little more selective with the things that we're trying to um, talk about on the actual show. And then um, this has afforded us opportunities to uh, work with other podcasters and guests on other shows. And so it, it's been fun. Like I said, I love to talk. I love to talk about geek stuff. And this has been, uh, it, it has saved my mental health during this whole pandemic. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point too. That, yeah, that I think, uh, same here, same here. I think we even did the dragon con report <laughs> during the pandemic, even though there wasn't much to, there wasn't really much to talk about except for, yeah. you know, like, is it going to happen? We don't think so. Well, we, uh, but then we got to talk about the virtual. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. You know, when it, yeah. Some people feel that that year doesn't count. I, guess I count that me. year. I yeah. count. I had, I, count. I, had, I, had my, I had my bubble and, over, and we printed out signs to make it look like Dragon Yes, And, you, you know, we recreated rum buckets. We had pie. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Why and did then, I think of and that? And then we put the uh, one of the tracks streaming on the living room TV and the other feed they were doing on the backyard TV so that we could... Act like we were watching all the panels. That's, that's hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> hardcore yeah. or sad? I'm not sure. <laughs> no, we're, no, we're gonna go with hardcore. It's a, it's a yeah, fine I, line. I vote hardcore. <laughs> there is nothing about geekdom that is sad. No. Yeah. Like I say, let your geek flag fly. Mm-hmm. And uh, and speaking of your time at Dragon Con, did you ha, do you go and see Walk of Fame, hang out with guests, that kind absolutely. of thing? Absolutely, right. I Great. am one of those people who I love the opportunity to meet the actors or to meet the authors and just be able to, even if for five minutes, just to talk to them and tell them how much I enjoy their work. Um, like I said, we came to Dragon Con because of the Phelps twins and Matthew Lewis coming in 2007. And then as I'm going through the guest list, I'm like, wait, these are a lot of Battlestar Galactica people. Wait, <laughs> these are a lot of Stargate people. Jason Momoa is coming. I'm there. I don't care if anybody else is on the guest <laughs> list. Jason Momoa is there. I'm there. And he was one of the first people um, that I met. He told me I had beautiful hair. And it was it was an awesome experience. But <laughs> I also over. I also met some really cool people um, that day. Um, Richard Hatch from Battlestar Galactica, rest in peace. He was actually one of the very first people we met when we walked into the Walk of Fame. And <clears throat> we're looking around because we've never seen anything like this. And I'm like, they have all the stars here, and they're talking to people, and they're you know they're mingling. It was it was just very odd to me because of course you you start out looking at those celebrities as untouchable like i'll never get a chance to meet them and whatever mm. and richard hatch walked up to us and he was like hey how are you guys doing we're like fine hi and he asked us about our experience we told him we were newbies we were like we just got here like an hour ago and he was like oh okay i've been coming you know for a while and it's fun and he actually sat there and had a conversation with us he wasn't rushing us off He was telling us about different things to do. And it was just such a pleasant experience. And it's one of the experiences that I have measured every single celebrity experience I've had since, because he was just so nice and so warm and so open. And that wasn't anything I was expecting. I was just like, I just want to go to a panel and see them talk. If I can get to do that, that would be great. And then, you know, we got to meet so many other people and and talk to them and, you know, have fun with some of the celebrities during photo shoots. Um, A few years back, I volunteered for one of the photographers that used to do the photo shoots way back then and Mm -hmm. got to meet a lot of people that way and just have regular conversations with them and, you know, talk about their impact on me as far as what they do in media and as a black female nerd or a black woman nerd who you know 
was always kind of looked at kind of weird like oh you you know that this is something i'm sure channing has heard it too oh you like that white people stuff you like the weird stuff and i'm like why does it have to have a color i like this stuff my dad was a trekkie so you know just being able to to talk to them and say hey your work has had impact on me and i really appreciate it that's something i never thought i'd be able to do and the the fact that we get to do it a lot and that they reciprocate it's one of the best things about dragon con for me it's so much fun to be able to sit there and be like hey so let me tell you when your character did this i wasn't feeling it and they could be like yeah you know i wasn't feeling it either but you know that's what we that's what we get so that's what we have to do it's just it's a different experience and you know a lot of people they they have asked me they're like so you pay to go and take pictures or to get autographs i'm like you guys will pay hundreds thousands of dollars for a sports game and you never get to meet the players you never get to talk to them and tell them how much of an impact they've made so yeah i love it i just love the whole experience yeah well great because uh yeah our main topic is going to be all about guests and celebrities and walk of fame and all that stuff we've got stories we've got i think we're going to have a special guest join us hopefully fingers crossed that works out so uh we'll see about that but yes it's it's i'm we're glad to have you with us thank you i'm glad to be here and of course, also with us behind the scenes is Director Faber. He's working his magic there. Thank you, Faber. <laughs> um, and of course, all of you that are joining us live on uh, Facebook and, and YouTube and StreamYard, we really appreciate you guys. Uh, this, this has been a really great time doing this live. I think it's added a whole new dimension to doing this show. Uh, I mean, we've been doing this show for, like I said, this is our 12th year. Um, and sometimes it kind of gets like, what do we talk about? What do we, you know, we're going over the same topics over and over and over again. Uh, but this having you guys, uh, as an audience, as a live audience interact with us, it's, it's, it's really great. It adds a whole new dimension to it. So, so, uh, I appreciate that. Um, so, uh, let's get over some business. We are a proud member of the ESO network. We have a T public store filled with all kinds of cool stuff including a very cool design of the Dragon Con Report podcast t-shirt like this. <laughs> uh, a Mike Gordon, professional model. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not going to quit my day job. Uh, there's a link for all the, uh, for the um, Tea Public store in uh, this episode's episode show notes. If you're listening and if you're watching, just go to the ESO Network uh, page and it's right at the top. <laughs> Uh, yeah, probably am. <laughs> it's like, ah, can't do that much anymore. Um, we also have a Patreon page and thank you patrons for all your support. There's all sorts of ESO network, really cool, uh, exclusive stuff there. So check that out. Um, and again, we appreciate everybody who donates to that, uh, across our, our network. Um, want to welcome all our viewers, like I said, to Facebook, YouTube, the audio version of our show is still available via all the usual places that'd be Apple podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google podcast, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon music, audible.com, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, wherever you can find great podcasts, we're there too. Um, in addition, you can also access past episodes of Dragon Con Report at right at the website, dragonconreport.com. And however you access our show, please like and share, leave us comments, subscribe. If you're on YouTube, we really appreciate it. We really appreciate that. That's a, that's a free way that you can support us. Uh, also, 
If you want to leave us direct feedback or comment on the show, please feel free to email us at feedback at dragonconreport.com. You can also reach out to us via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on all those. Uh, and the Dragon Con Report is an unofficial podcast of the con. We are not and never have been officially connected with Dragon Con. For all official news, we strongly recommend checking out the official site and all the social media outlets of all the tracks and whatnot. So, so yeah, nothing that you hear here is official, but uh, hopefully it's somewhat accurate. <laughs> <laughs> because because now it's time for some news. Um, well, just get that, get it out of the way. Dragon Con, uh, obviously the dates are August 31st and September 4th uh, this year, Labor Day weekend. Uh, memberships are still available online, five-day memberships, uh, $155. They went up uh, since I think we last talked. Uh, so they're $155. Uh, they were going to keep going up. I think the next, I don't know, I haven't seen a date on when they're going to go up again, but it's probably, what, $175 next, right? Because that's... It's what? been, yeah, it's been about 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. So we always say, get them while you can. Get them as cheap as you can, as early as you can. Uh, don't know anything about day passes yet, uh, single day passes. Right now, just the, the five-day memberships are available. But, I, man, that is quite a deal, right? 155 for five days? It's mm-hmm. 24 like, hours a day, and some of us it's six days. Yep. Some of us it's seven days. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. five yeah, days is more like a guideline. Because if you go a couple of days early, you will find people walking around downtown or in the hotel lobby. And unofficial parties. Unofficial meetups. And and that stuff's free. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. yeah, five days is really the bare minimum. Yeah. Yeah. I think technically speaking, Dragon Con is about a week now, like minimum. (laughs) Seven day Dragon Con. Yeah, well, you know, I wouldn't, you know, but someday, probably. You know, I've seen WrestleMania go from one day to a week. So uh, I I wouldn't put it past DragonCon to be able to do that as well. Um, so uh, so that's all the information on memberships. Again, they are non-transferable, non-refundable. So once you get them, they're yours to keep. And uh, But we hope we see you there. So, um, And I think they we, there's no hard, fast rule on the attendance this year. I've heard they want to keep it down. Uh, but slow, it's going to be increases what they've said. Yes. A slow increase. It's, they're going to, yeah, it's not going to be pre pandemic, right. You know, right before the pandemic numbers, but it's also going to be larger than last year. I think, I think it's safe to say. Yeah. So, uh, other news, dragon, the dragon award nominations are now open. So feel free to, uh, go there and be, submit your favorite nominees of the year. They've changed some of the, the categories, so uh, look those over, and this is a chance for you to just nominate whatever you want. So uh, I don't know if there's is there a is there a podcast category? We need to be up for that, right? We need. To, I think <laughs> they're actually that, that should be a writing. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, so yeah, uh, whether it's a TV series or novel or documentary or movie, what have you, if you want it to to get some love uh, for at the Dragon Awards, uh, now is your time to nominate it. Uh, and then once that the process is over, then the actual voting will happen. So <laughs> vote more than once. Uh, yeah. Um, now the Dragon Awards follow a fiscal year schedule, so the nominees must have been released after July first of last year, and must be released before June thirty of this of this year. So it's not like yeah, it's not from it's not, it's not a calendar year; it's a fiscal year. So 
just keep that in mind when you're writing stuff in. So, uh, so that's the Dragon Award. Man, those look really cool. That would be the nice thing to have on the <laughs> shelf back there. Like they look really cool, don't they? Like there's the, like, sort of like like little teardrops, yeah. uh, dragon mm-hmm. teardrops or something. Is this like, is this like the Oscars? Can we kind of start politicking <laughs> for the awards? And not doing all, you know, hey, it doesn't for say anywhere that I've ever seen that you can't ask people to nominate you. No, you can't. I mean, I think so. I, I think right. that's fair. You know, but um, so <laughs> yeah, go. right there. there that would be that would be amazing. That would be more text I would have to say when I open the show. So that would be great. Uh, it would be worth it. Uh, also, I think I saw this on, on your site, Jen, uh, the bunny hutch party yeah, I had is it on, moving. I had, had it on my list to, uh, share that actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, about a week or so ago, uh, the, the organizers of the bunny hutch party announced they are officially moving away from the Hilton Grand Salon and, uh, over to the mothership this year. It will be in the Marriott Atrium. Oh, wow. So, okay. I mean, going from, you know, when it originally used to be unofficial in the Pulse Loft area to then like <laughs> yeah. a smaller ballroom, then they outgrew that quickly. It's in the Hilton Grand Salon, who many of us have felt has like they outgrew it the first year they moved to it because uh, it was so packed. And then, and, you know, yeah. in recent years, boy, there's been like a three hour line, if not longer to get in, mm-hmm. you know, because you have to wait for a person to leave once it hits capacity. So, Hopefully, yeah. moving to the atrium ballroom will help them uh, have space for ev- everyone, or or we'll, maybe they'll yeah. be more interested. There'll still be a three-hour line, but we'll see. We'll see, and we'll see how it affects yeah. traffic there on right. the atrium level as well. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, because they were yeah. they were yeah. starting to redirect the line at the Hilton out the back door on these stairs that went mm-hmm. to the photograph area, and people some of the line would be outside, so. A lot of the line. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Without telling on myself too much, I've, I was there at the first one. Yeah. I was there at the first one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The growth has been amazing. Um, And just how they, they've handled it and kept adding on to it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It it is legitimately one of my favorite things and not just for the obvious reasons. Well, the funny thing about the Bunny Hutch is like, usually I spend a lot of my time in the Marriott and the Hyatt. So I've never really seen the crowds for the Bunny Hutch. But last year I was like, okay, let's go hang out in the Hilton a little more. And seeing the sheer mass of people in line and the sheer creativity of some of these costumes i was like okay i may have to try to get in there next year so it's nice to know that they're moving because now i can sit here and plan if i decide to be brave enough to venture in so for those people who are new to dragon con because we do get a lot of new folks uh listening to us watching us and we appreciate that as well to give we try to give them information as well what is the money hutch party so it's it's basically taking a character or a concept or a cartoon, anything, and you mash that up with a vintage style, at least the majority of the people, go for your 60s style Playboy bunny outfit. And then if, if you have friends that want to join, you can also do the same type of mashup with a heft costume, meaning like a smoker's jacket or a robe, or what have you. And uh, people get really creative. Like there's, there's been dinosaur bunnies from Jurassic Park, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a whole group of 
X-Men, um, me and my friends, when we used to go and actually enter the, co- the, the contest at the party, we've done uh, He-Man with She-Ra and Skeletor as bunnies. Mm-hmm. Uh, one year we did My Little Pony Bunnies or, uh, as, mm-hmm. and, uh, or punnies. We called them punnies. Uh, <laughs> so there's, there's like the sky is the limit on what you can come yeah, up I've with seen- for a mashup. Yeah, I, I've seen Cookie Monster Hef. I think one year mm-hmm. there was Elmer Fudd and Bugs yeah. Bunny, um, Hef and Bunny. Lots of Star Wars. Um, Xena Bunny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Star Trek. I've uh, seen some great Star, Star Trek yeah. mashups with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was one last year she did Vecna from Stranger Things. Yes. And it was so amazing because she had a matching purse that looks like the clock mm. from season mm-hmm. four. It was It was so amazing. So, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, where have I been all of these years? This is amazing. And that's on Thursday? Thursday night. And it's not, uh, just so in case there's any newbies, uh, it is not required to make one of those costumes to attend the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 uh, there's a theme, but you don't have to, you know, participate. You can just go and dance and have a good time and costume watch. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, if you want to participate in the contest, is there, is that a trickier or? Um, well, there and... is a, a pre, a pre-screening process. They've slightly tweaked it each year. Um, in the past, there's been some pre-judging where you would go, you know, like show up at five o'clock and, mm-hmm. and, and do the sign up process and a pre-judging process. But, uh, they're, they're trying to streamline it a little bit more each year because, uh, there's only so much space allowed, you know, they have to, allow uh, people to sign up because, well, then your contest is going to be like the whole four hour party. Um, so, but you can find uh, there, there's the bunny hutch group for dragon con on Facebook. They just started posting about what the uh, process for the costume contest is going to be this year. And um, it, it looks like they're going to handle the pre-screening online uh, oh, wow. before a certain date. And, and you can, uh, you'll be able to send them like, they don't expect everybody to have their costume done now, but you know you could uh, show progress pictures and things like that. And it's just, so it's to help cut down on the sign-up time and waiting time for contestants at the convention. Because when when we used to have to go at five o'clock, but then the party doors didn't open until nine. Although technically yeah. they would let the contestants in the room at eight, but you know those costumes can be uncomfortable. Uh, and because they're tight, uh, or and that's more time to have a costume malfunction. So you know, mm-hmm. being, being in it at a, an extra four hours can get a bit rough. And then once you get it on, you're not exactly going to be like, okay, I'm going to take this off to the doors open. No, you're not, because <laughs> that's a process. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but yeah, if uh, if you're interested in finding up uh, more information, you can uh, look up the Bunny Hutchet Dragon Con group on Facebook. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, the Also, in other news, the parade registration still open uh, as of this recording. I went there this afternoon, and it's still open. It's, I'm just out amazed at that. I don't understand. Are they, having, are, do, are they allowing more people to participate? Or, I mean, is it going to go on all day? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> but uh, I also saw, uh, Channing, you posted something about the parade as well. Did you want to make an announcement here, too? Uh, yeah. So our group, uh, the Black Geeks of Dragon Con, we're partnering with the diversity track and we're going to be marching, um, hopefully a larger group this year. A few of us did it last year 
Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, last year, I think the parade was right at about an hour. The route is a little more or a little less than a mile. So it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Um, Boy Scouts were there. They had water for us so we wouldn't get dehydrated. Um, I always say about the parade, I recommend any first timers go to the parade. It's a lot of fun. Um, if you're a veteran, you can maybe skip a couple of years and watch it on TV unless there's a big change. But um, yeah, it is real good for first timers or, or people watchers. Definitely. Yeah. Ch check out the parade. Um, we're working on a group costume. Some of us, um, I won't spill anything, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping we will turn a few heads. Gotcha. Gotcha. So the, the spot that you have, do you have to all be in that, that theme that you guys are doing or is it something that, you know, everybody can do whatever, I mean, what, is there a tying theme with that group? Uh, with our group, no. Uh, the diversity track, since it was, you know, obviously promoting diversity. Sure. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So everybody was just kind of in their own costumes, um, and that would still be the case. Uh, but some of my friends and family, we, we had this idea for about six of us. We we're going to have a themed costume. But last year, we had a Starfire. We had a Carnival Poison Ivy. Um, I was actually just in a geeky t-shirt because it was my first parade, so I didn't know any better. Um, yeah, so we had a little bit of everything, which for the diversity track makes perfect sense. Yeah, absolutely. And Yeah, and a lot of groups are still accepting people. Um, last time I looked, uh, the Captain America group, um, you can still sign up to march with them. Um, Wings of Dragon Con, which is just any cosplay that has wings. Um anything Star Wars related. So they're, they're the bigger groups, like, you know, the 501st and the G.I. Joe cosplayers. But mm. then you have the little smaller groups that you're, that are still looking for people to, to march with and get a chance to kind of show out and have a little bit of fun. Gotcha. And if people want to find out what your group's doing or how to be involved with your group, how do they, where do they go? Um, so I would start by going to the diversity and speculative Fiction group on Facebook. That's the official name of the track. Um, and Jarvis should have some information posted. And you can also look in our group, which is uh, the Black Geeks of Dragon Con. We've got a post there also. Cool. Cool. All right. All right. So uh, I've never I've never participated in the parade. That's one thing I've never done over all the years that I've been there. I've watched it a few times. Uh, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I've never participated. So that would be I don't. Yeah, it might, it might be cool. I don't know. It's not something that it's on my bucket list, but it is something that I'm kind of like, eh, maybe if the opportunity was there, if I could ride well, around, and, if I could ride around and wave. No, I already, I had somebody ask yeah. if I'd be with their group and I was like, if I can ride in one of the vehicles, sure. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, eh. yeah. Get one of those uh, yeah, Uber bird scooters and, and ride that through the parade. I've seen people do that. <laughs> okay, well, the Dragon Con Theater and Performing Arts Lovers still has spots in their group. So, so yeah, mm -hmm. you can check that out, too. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm i just amazed because usually the, the the registration for the parade sells out like in a half hour or something. I'm mm -hmm. just, it's been two months, it feels like, and uh, it's still not full. So I don't know if, do you think there's a lack of interest or do you think they're allowing more people or? How, I, I, think, I, I think just like, attendance is going right now they're they're probably making it a bit bigger each year and mm -hmm. uh 
Also, I think it's more common now for people's schedules to be a little bit more in flux. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it could be right. that a lot of people don't know yet if, you know, a lot of people started new jobs after the pandemic because, mm -hmm. you know, their previous job went away. So it, people just might have completely different circumstances when the, than when they used to be able to jump right on it yeah. when something opened before and, and be like, yes, I know I can be somewhere in 11 <laughs> months from now. <laughs> yeah. And and, le and let's not forget, there's other programming going on at Dragon Con while the parade is happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So some folks may, you know, they may want to see what else is going on on Saturday before they truly commit. Yeah, they usually well, have some of the major. Time. Yeah, yeah some of the major panels are usually at like 10 and 1130 that morning. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There is there. There's always something to do. I mean, when the parade's going on, sometimes it's the best time to shop. That's what I, I do. I, I either I either go to the vendor hall or I go to the Center of Puppetry Arts um, and go because, you know, in the past they've had like the Dark Crystal featured one yep. year, Labyrinth mm -hmm. featured one year. So I go ugly cry through a hall of puppets. It's a blast. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Um, all right. So that's all the parade. Um, the only other item I saw was that the uh, Dragon Con Urban Fantasy announced that they will once again present the live action Buffy Horror Picture Show. Are you rating my group for news? <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a lot of the same, like, you know, we're in the same circles, I think, in some cases. But uh, yeah. Um, and for those people who do not know what the Buffy Horror Picture Show is... It's uh, uh, basically Once More with Feeling performed live with a shadow cast, just like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, very popular. Very, very young, popular. Yeah. 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 You want to talk it's about not something they, line. It's not, some, yeah, it's not <laughs> something they do every year. I don't know if they've done it since the pandemic. Uh, yeah. No, I don't think they don't have think either. So. And before the pandemic, mm -hmm. they also, because it's so popular... Uh, and also Dr. Horrible's sing-along is so popular, mm -hmm. they began to alternate where, because um, they used to do them both the same year. But uh, now they, well, 2019 and earlier, they started alternating. So uh, I'm curious to see if, since Buffy was announced for this year, if that means we'll be seeing Dr. Horrible again next year. Because yeah. it'd be a shame to lose it, because that, you know, she's just as popular as... Yeah. as right. Buffy, so, so. catchy, yeah, catchy tunes to sing along to about nerddom. Come on, I, I think those <laughs> two things. It's kind of cool that those two things are kind of living the life of their own without the dark cloud that is the Joss Whedon verse. You know, so yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Um, that's all I have. So I don't know if you had anything else that I missed on your site, Jen. No, because you said <laughs> everything I shared in my group. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to now go to guest announcements. Um, we're going to get that done as uh, fast as we can. There's a lot of them. Man, there was a lot of them. So uh, I not every guest is listed on here, but, um, you know, I think a good chunk of them are, and there's some pretty interesting names that are coming up. So without further ado, uh, Channing and Jen, take it away. Uh -huh. 
The Atlanta Radio Theater Company was created in 1984 by Thomas E. Fuller, William Brown, and Patrick Stansberry. Their shows bring the immediacy of live theater, the imagination of storytelling, and adventures in sound. <laughs> Channing, you're muted. Speaking, speaking of adventures in sound. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. And, and that was a perfect <laughs> Breeden is the creator of the journal webcomic The Devil's Panties, which she has been posting daily since 2001. Uh, she's also involved in kilt blowing. Just going to throw, throw that out there. Uh, which is another great event at DragonCon. Chuck Brown is an Eisner and Ringo Award-winning comic book writer. He is the current writer for Aquaman. He has written Bitterroot, co-creator, The Punisher, Black Panther, and Wolverine. He is also the writer and creator of The Quiet Kind and On the Stump. Eric Burnham is a Minnesotan writer and artist best known for a decade-long run writing IDW's critically acclaimed Ghostbusters books, the webcomic Downside, and for being gen a generally awkward individual. Join the club. Eric is currently writing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Saturday Morning Adventures. Raymond Carr is a Jim Henson Company-trained puppeteer and award-winning independent filmmaker. He is a board member of Film Impact Georgia and the Jim Henson Foundation. Dr. Kenneth Carpenter is currently the Hubble Space Telescope Operations Project Scientist and the Ground Systems Project Scientist for the Roman Space Telescope at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center. Sean Copeland is a Senior Manager of Lord for Blizzard Entertainment. His 17-year career includes providing narrative design, world building, and more expertise for major franchises including Diablo, Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, Overwatch, Starcraft, and World of Warcraft. Sean is also a best-selling author, award-winning historian, and lore trivia powerhouse. Nathan Fillion is an actor and voice actor best known for his role as Richard Castle on the ABC series Castle, as well as his earlier portrayal of the lead role of Captain Malcolm Reynolds in the television series Firefly and his feature film continuation Serenity. He has most recently starred in ABC's The Rookie. Mandip Gill is best known as companion Yasmin Khan in Doctor Who, appearing in every episode of series 11, 12, and 13. Bill Goyer has been, has been a writer and artist for Archie Comics for over 30 years. Bill has worked on scripting and illustrating a diverse set of titles and covers for the company. Bill lives in the Southeast and is excited to be back at Dragon Con after many years. Yaya Han is a cosplayer, designer, and author. She has been featured in multiple U.S. network TV shows and countless magazines, books, and newspapers, and is the first to bring branded cosplay-focused sewing and crafting products to mass retail. She's also the author of Yaya Han's World of Cosplay. Richard Scott Harmon is best known for his role as John Murphy in CW's The 100. Harmon is also known for his roles as Jasper Ames in The Killing and Julian Randall in On Continuum. Harmon received critical play, praise for his role in the movie If I Had Wings. Tom Hintyez is the co-founder and publisher of Hogan's Alley Magazine, the Eisner Award-winning magazine about contemporary and classic cartooning. He is a former managing editor of the Comics Journal and for years wrote biographical essays for Will Eisner's Spirit Magazine for Kitchen Sink Press. George Genty is an Eisner winner and New York Times best-selling artist for the critically acclaimed Buffy the Vampire Slayer. His art can be seen at Marvel on Extinction, Captain America, and Manslaughter, just to name a few. 
He's also working on Disney's Star Wars, The High Republic series. And Jensen is an acclaimed comic book writer. He has crafted stories for Superman, The Flash, Green Lantern, James Bond, and many others. His original series and graphic novels include Arca, Two Dead, Cryptocracy, and more Pinocchio Vampire Slayer. Bethany Kessler is a historian, writer, podcaster, and fabulous reader. Most of her work is under the pen name DJ Gray, which she maintains for plausible deniability reasons. Matt Kent Smart. is a Harvey Award-winning and New York Times best-selling writer and artist of comics and graphic novels. His work includes Mind Management, Berserker with Keanu Reeves, Bang, Department H, Emiac, Super Spy, and more. He has an imprint with Dark Horse Comics called Flux House. He lives with his wife and spy superb collaborator, colorist, and artist Charlene Kent. Caroline Laporta has been building costumes for over 20 years, including with the Radio City Rockettes, the New York City Ballet, Broadway, and touring productions, and several feature films. Sean Mayer is well known to television and film audiences for his role as Dr. Simon Tam in Firefly and the Universal Feature Serenity. Bob Morley is an actor that stars as Bellamy Blake in the CW's drama sci-fi series, The 100, which in 2015, he was nominated for a Teen Choice Award for Choice TV Actor in a Sci-Fi Fantasy Show for his outstanding performance. David Moscato is a paleontologist, science writer, and host of Common Descent Podcast, where he applies his experience as a fossil hunter and researcher to entertaining and educational discussions. Author Amy J. Murray is a two-time Dragon Award finalist for Best Military Science Fiction or Fantasy Novel for her Allies and Enemies series. She's an active member of SFWA. Cartoonist animator Robert Pope draws the Peanuts Gang for Simon & Schuster and Looney Tunes for DC. He's drawn Scooby-Doo, Batman, Powerpuff Girls, and more for DC, IDW, as well as animating for Cartoon Network Classics, Space Goes Coast to Coast, The Animaniacs, The Rack Show, and others. Trina Ray is the deputy science manager and investigation scientist for the radar instrument on NASA's Europa Clipper mission. She's worked 20 years on the Cassini-Horgans mission to Saturn, specializing in Titan, starting her career working on Voyager. She in, she's invited to speak around the nation. Riddle is an internationally recognized cosplayer who has been cosplaying for over 20 years. While she continues to cosplay, she has transferred the skills she learned from cosplay to working on such films as Marvel's Endgame as a specialty costumer, as well as various shows on Disney+. Plus. Hey, to be fair, I'm giggling because the word cosplay is in that block 30 times. <laughs> Erica Schultz is a Ringo Award-nominated comic book writer, best known for her work on X-23, Moon Knight, and Daredevil for Marvel, and her creator-owned series, The Deadliest Bouquet with Image Comics. She's also worked with 2000 AD, Dark Horse, Dynamite, Red 5, and more. Michael A. Stackpole is an award-winning novelist, game designer, computer game designer, podcaster, screenwriter, and graphic novelist best known for I, Jedi, and Rogue Squadron. Jewel State is best known for her role as Kaylee Fry in the Fox television series Firefly and its spinoff theatrical film Serenity, and as Jennifer Keller on Sci-Fi Channel's science fiction series Stargate Atlantis. Eliza Taylor is an Australian actress best known to Dragon Con fans as the lead Clark Griffin in the CW series The 100. She also starred in the 2014 film The November Man as Sarah. 
Jodie Whittaker is best known for portraying the 13th incarnation of Doctor Who and Beth Lemmer in Broadchurch. I'd also like to point out she was in Attack the Block. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. That's it. Thank you, guys. Uh, I don't think, uh, we're, well, maybe uh, there's some some uh, happy folks out there. Uh, a little buzz going. How can you not be that, happy uh, about Nathan and Jody? Well, right. Come on. A lot of uh, yeah. you got three Firefly and three uh, from the the hundred, right? Doctor so and yeah. two. Yeah, not Doctor not Hill. as bad as last week. Yes. yes. Yeah, not as many drunk people as last week. Uh, and I will say, if you get to see anyone from Firefly, go. They are hilarious, yeah. um, especially when you get yeah. them all in a group. They're, yeah, they're fun group. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, also, uh, there's this isn't quite breaking news because it was first, uh, I think, reported by the Earth Station One podcast last week. But it is official that I am once again a guest as well. So uh, I, um, th- I, yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, uh, yes, this will be uh, well in some capacity. This will be my thirtieth uh, Dragon Con in a row that I'm going to. Uh, in some capacity, um, my, I was the first time I was, uh, the honor of being a guest was 2011, I think. So, uh, but I never take it for granted. It's an amazing con and I'm glad to participate in it. Um, I'm really proud of the fact that they, they, uh, they have me. So, uh, I will have a table in the comics and pops art area. I don't know exactly what the number will be. It'll probably be the same location I was last year, but who knows? Uh, So more information on that as we go. But right now we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to about all about guests and guest stories and guesting and stars and celebrities and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, And we've got a special guest to join us as well. So stay tuned. Gina Shock from the Go-Go's, fabulous drummer of the Go-Go's. Hi, this is Tony Levin of King Crimson. Hi, this is David Fishoff of the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Hi, this is Richard Evans. I am the author of Listening to the Music the Machines Make. Hi, this is Teresa Kariakis, punk rock photographer. Hi, I'm Tom Bojour, author of Nothing But a Good Time, and you are listening to Modern Musicology. Modern Musicology. Modern Musicology. You're listening to Modern Musicology, so, you know, Pay attention. You might learn something. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, and now it's time to talk all about uh, guests at Dragon Con, past, present, or maybe even future. Uh, and we've got a special guest to join us right now. John Strangeway is here. John, thank you so much for joining us. What's up, John? Hey. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for having me. You know, I mean, everybody's talking about Mandalorians these days. I kind of felt like you needed to be on, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, I mean I, I love the all the new Star Wars buzz. It's it's makes a geek happy. So, are are you still are you now? Do you still do uh, the uh, steampunk Boba Fett? I I dusted off the bucket a month ago because uh, Diana Valdez was auctioning off their steampunk Professor X wheelchair, and I was like, okay, I got to get a test drive one last go before it's done. And so, but yeah, no, I, I haven't worn that in some time. I've gone over the past 12 years into more comfortable costumes instead of heavy armor. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was me get older. It is, uh, it is definitely uh, on everybody's mind, certainly this week. Uh, Mandalorian, oh, yeah. for sure. 
3 a.m. I'll be there. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to. I think I'm staying up as well uh, tonight uh, as we record because, yeah, it's it's happening. Uh, So awesome. Well, um, uh, John, let's uh, let's start with you then. Um, Well, for first of all, um, how long have you been going to Dragon Con? Uh, My first year was 2008 and I started volunteering. This is my 12th year coming up volunteering. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, what was that? Fifteen? I can't math. I <laughs> I'm not a math guy either. So, I mean, minus the pandemic year, but I still like participated in the virtual online. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's been a whirlwind. Uh, 2008 since, and every year since. And and what brought you to Dragon Con in the first place? Uh, interesting enough, I came down from Jersey to visit a friend Memorial Day weekend, and she took me to the Ren Fair. And introduced me to another friend, and he told me about Dragon Con. I'd never heard of it. And he's like, you got to come for that. And I'm like, what the hell is Dragon Con? Because I grew up outside of New York City, so I knew about New York Comic Con and some of the bigger ones, mm-hmm. but never heard of Dragon Con. And so I came back down for Labor Day weekend. I stayed with him, and this was when it was about 45,000 people, and it was the three hotels. It was just the Hyatt, Marriott, and Hilton. And I was just enamored. I was just like, oh, my God, what is this madness? And it introduced me to, you know, a lot of different genres that I hadn't seen before, i.e. steampunk. So the next year I was like, I want a badass costume. And that's kind of what launched the Steampunk Boba Fett uh, initiative. And 2009 was when I debuted it at Dragon Con. And it kind of took off from that. And then afterwards, you know, I just started doing different costumes. I, I have to look back at which year I did what costume to remember what Dragon Con it was. Mm-hmm. Like 2015 was a Morton Joe. And 2016 was Henry Jones Sr. And then 2017 was Ramirez. And then last year we did Our Flag Means Death Group. And the year before that was What We Do in the Shadows. And like just a sundry list of other costumes between. But it's it's been a blast. So... And then uh, I started volunteering for the alternate history track, which has since changed names, but that was, oh, I want to say like 2012, I believe. And then I was there for six years and then I switched over to the pop art and comic track. So I've been doing that since. Yes. So I'm up in the artist alley helping with all the different comic artists and writers and then moderating some panels for them. And I get to see Mike and, you know, a whole bunch of other people randomly. <laughs> exactly. I, I Yeah. It's, I always look forward to seeing you every that, year. Yeah, that's where I always run into you at. Is, mm-hmm. Or Although you're the day, outside I'm... the vendor hall and somebody's about to take your photo. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, like yeah. what, last year in Ramirez, you were waiting for somebody to meet you. Yes, yeah. that was that was a, a lucky, fortunate uh, moment because there was another cosplayer, um, she goes by uh, Dr. Uh, Maltov uh, Cocktees, and um, she's known for doing the Atreyu and Artex where with the horse oh, head. Oh, yeah, that was, a, that was a good year. Yeah. Know, breaking everyone's minds yeah. and, you know, <laughs> shredding their yes. childhoods. But she's done so many incredible cosplays. Going back to, oh, at least 2013 it was, she did the newer Centurion Cylon from BSG mm. in the parade. Um, done an amazing amount and she comes from Sydney, Australia and we've been just associate friends via, you know, social media. And I saw her post a picture with this red brim hat. And I said, I know that hat. I have that hat. So I messaged her. I'm like, are you doing a female Ramirez from Highlander? She's like, yes. I'm like, can we get pictures together? I'll go home and get my costume. This is Wednesday. I was already down at the Marriott checked in 
but I lived, you know, 20 minutes away. So I was like, I'll go home and get it. <laughs> so Friday morning, we just met up and walked around and it had a blast. So yeah, this year we're actually planning to do a, another duo. Uh, she wanted to bring back her uh, Marla Singer from uh, Fight Club. And so I'm going to do Tyler Durden, which I will look nothing like Brad Pitt physically. <laughs> However, I will dress what he's wearing. Um, and I do know some friends who do makeup and prosthetics effects. So my friend Matt Silva um, will do the kiss scar for me on the back of my hand. So it's the little details that really like, you know, sell it. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's a credit to you that you you still excel in the in the cosplay department and you have time to volunteer. I mean, that's a lot. Uh, right to do i am exhausted i'm 42 <laughs> now and i every night i get back to my room and i just i have a cup of pie and i pass out because <laughs> <laughs> during the day i'm in the america's mart up in the fourth floor walking around and then i get you know released around four o'clock ish and i go out and get dressed up and i mean the one year when we did the men in tights group oh, yeah. i mean we ran around to every hotel singing that song even the um the mall the, the, I the, loved that group. Oh my god, you guys made me that so group was happy amazing. that year. People yes. asked us, "How long have you been practicing this?" Like we were, I'm not kidding you. Our friend had a room on the second floor of the Marriott. We all met up on Thursday to get dressed, put on our tights, make sure the seams were perfect, and we were playing the song just so we could remember, you know, memorize it. And we kept screwing up the two lines. We're like, "All right, guys, come on, get it together. We can do this." And we finally, after like 20 minutes, that was our prep. We didn't, you know, we weren't rehearsing it for, you know, weeks beforehand. No, we, <laughs> that, that was it. We just, we just had a ball. And like every um, lobby hotel we went into, you know, the, the Hilton had a DJ. He like turned down his music so we could just start, because we just started singing. There was about 15 of us easily just booming the song. I am, I am shocked that there's not a cult of that yet. Yeah. Give, mean, it give it time. Give it time. I have seen more and more men in tights costumes since that. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a fun group to do. It's just it's really hard to coordinate that many people yep. with everyone's schedules at Dragon Con. That's the only downside. Yeah. Sure. Well, our our main topic, and thank you for joining us once again, especially on short notice, um, uh, is uh, talking about guests and uh, geeking out with the stars, close encounters with celebrities, whatever you want to call it. Because that's that's the headline of Dragon Con usually. Like uh, certainly in the papers, uh, in the mass media, they always talk about who's going to be there. Um, you know, and there are some people uh, that don't go at all into the Walk of Fame area. That's not their thing. Uh, but for a lot of people at Dragon Con, that is the selling point. And uh, <laughs> I'd go, I'm right there with you because the first year I went back in, oh, back in 1994, uh, you know, the, the first thing that I did was I went to the then Walk of Fame area, which I believe was in the Hilton. It might have been in the Hyatt. I can't remember. Um, but uh, uh, it was an H hotel. I know that. Um, and the first thing we did was we uh, we saw uh, David Prowse, and it was we were amazed that we could just walk right up to him. I mean, this was the guy that played Darth Vader. There was no line. There was nobody at his table. I think we were pretty early, but because um, I think he was still kind of setting up or whatever, and um, and and it just blew our minds that that they were that the quote unquote stars were that accessible. And I think that's one of the things about Dragon Con that makes it even more special than, you know, your your 
I'm not going to point fingers at any particular con, but you've got a lot of cons that are basically signature shows, right? People just go wait in line, get signatures or photos and then leave. Or their ticket not, show, you know, hope that yeah. you get a ticket, hope your ticket number gets drawn. Yeah. Yeah, mm, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Channing, do you have a, uh, a, uh, particular celebrity that, that drew you into Dragon Con? That drew me into Dragon Con? No, I don't have one. Cause my first Dragon Con, I was really interested in the cosplayers and the animation and comic side of it. So that, that's how I discovered, I literally saw, I was, uh, I was working for a newspaper at the time. And I guess the Associated Press did a story. So I was looking at this story and they're showing these costumes. So that was really what I went for. Uh, the I've had two interactions with celebrities there. Um, the first one, um, Louise Guzman, at the time he was on Battlestar Galactica. Mm. He was just a random room party. Um, I saw him. I saw him. I got, I got a picture of him. I was scared to go up and talk to him because this is my first celebrity encounter. But yeah, cool guy. This was a year I was at Dragon Con by myself, and I just kind of latched on to some other folks. We show up at this random uh, room party. He's just there. He's just chilling. He's talking to people. You could have sworn he's just a regular guy. Um, so, yeah, that, that one was definitely um, kind of fun for me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Jen, what about you? Well, I also originally went to Dragon Con for costuming. Uh, and the uh the the get uh because my my best friend lives in jersey she had gone for years um i met her at a wedding in maryland eight months before she the next dragon con was happening in 2010 and she harassed me for months because i had just finished making a kaylee costume uh from firefly so she was like you have to go and it just so happened when we got there you know sean Mayer was a guest that year and uh, in fact, we were, we stayed at the Hilton and we were in line for coffee every single morning with him and just got to <laughs> chat with him in line, which, you know, cool, great. Uh, but, you know, I, I pick out some, some guests that either I want to go on the Walk of Fame and have a chat with or somebody I want to go get a prom photo with, you know, spend a little bit of extra money and have had a lot of great interactions. And some of them, like, I haven't even meant to, uh, like, one year, both Michael Rosenbaum and Jamie Bamber were guests, and I was just walking through the hall, and they started yelling at me, harassing me and my friend to just come over and chat with them. And then we'd go over, and they'd tell us jokes for 10 minutes, because they're trying to, you know, pass the time until they had to leave to go to their panel. So you get to have these moments that aren't even paid for, like... You know, mm -hmm. this isn't me getting your autograph, which I did end up getting their autographs, you know, after they called us over and shared their time because uh, you'd feel kind of rude not to. <laughs> but, uh, but, but you know, unscripted moments, un, un, I'm being a professional moment. Uh, and it, hey, one year, uh, Alice Cooper was a guest. I got to talk with him for 30 minutes because no wow. one what? could find the room that he was in. So there was no one there. He was in a random fifth floor room at the Hilton. And I knew he was there because, you know, lifelong fan of Alice Cooper. Popped my head in thinking it was going to be like a 30 minute line. Nope. No one. And so he's wow. like, come on in. And then we bonded because I was a touring musician at the time. And I listened to his satellite radio show when I was touring in California. And it got me through like eight hour drives 
So we bonded over that. His daughter's name is Jennifer. She was also starting to get her arms tattooed at the time. So I got to have this totally not, hey, I'm a celebrity. Talk to me about my career and more of a let's bond on these personal things, uh, which was yeah. as a kid watching Alice Cooper on the Halloween episode of the Muppets. <laughs> I would have never thought that, hey, in 35 years, you're just going to sit there and be able to chat with him about life. You know, it's and or about I, uh, what's the what's the on the on in the Wayne's World movie? They're just talking about uh, like local forms of government or something, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I don't, I don't think you get to have those kind of moments at a lot of other conventions. No. You know, these no. you know, there's there's so, a little bit a little bit something extra in the air at Dragon Cons when it comes to interactions. And that can even be on the floor, like going to get a drink. You could, uh, you know, run into the cast of Eureka who are going to the same bar as you to get a drink. Or you can do a pub crawl night with the cast of Battlestar Galactica and hang out with them for seven hours. It's just, just uh, where are you, you going to find that? I'm not going to find that here in Texas. Uh, I'm not going to find that without paying a couple thousand dollars in San Diego. So... Yeah. Yeah. Just to, I'm just, mad that you mentioned the cast of Eureka. I, I loved that show and I would have killed for some type of random moment to be able to meet up with them. <laughs> so, well, they come back. They they like to drink uh, at the at the, the restaurant bar at the Marriott, but I can't remember what it's called. Um what is that? Oh, I, right there in the corner yeah. with the glass the glass windows. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that the, yeah. They, they like to go yeah. to that bar. So if they're ever if they're ever back <laughs> in, the, in the evening around eight o'clock, because we ran into them almost every single night there. <laughs> so. Well, uh, you know, for those people who haven't been to Dragon Con, uh, if you've never been to a con, this might spoil you for other cons, <laughs> your experience there. Um, and if you've been to other cons, like, uh, you know, uh, whatever, um, other shows, Dragon Con is so unique because it's not in a convention center. I think that is the main thing that is different. And so right away, the, right away, the, uh, the environment's different. And it, I think for the celebrities, it doesn't feel like a, for the guests, it doesn't feel like a job. Like when they go to a convention center, they get, you know, they sit for a while, they sign, they talk to people and they take the photos and everything like that. And then, you know, five o'clock or whatever, they're out, they go dinner, they go back to the hotel, they do whatever. DragonCon's not like that. It's not like a, it, it's, it's more like an immersive experience. Well, and a lot of these I, celebrities want that immersive experience too. Like, you know, they, yes. they get done at the Walk of the Fame and they're like, all right, where are all these parties I hear about? You know, where right. they want to see all the costumes and all the different events going on in the evening mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. I think there was a, a few years ago, Tom Felton from Harry Potter was there and in his off time, he was actually going around with a camera and a microphone uh, interviewing fans, you know, just about the Dragon Con experience and about Harry Potter. And I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, John, any experience that you've had uh, now? Do you do you do you fanboy out at all? I have a couple of fanboy moments with. Um, a handful, but I have numerous um, <laughs> celebrity encounters over the years because I, I will always go to the Walk of Fame at least once, if not twice, during Dragon Con. Um, 
In fact, my very first year, I remember Nathan Fillion and Alan Tudyk sitting next to each other in 2008. And, uh, you know, I was a big, big Firefly fan. And I walked up to um, Nathan Fillion and I said, wow, that was you and Saving Private Ryan. He's like, yeah, I was 25. And, and I was like, yeah, wow, you've gotten so much older now. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I, that was a bad move. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Um, and he just, he just kind of like looked at me and I was like, I was like, but you've aged well, you just like a fine wine. I'm going to shut up. Now. Nice, so, yeah. nice save. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and Alan Tudyk, um, years later, actually funny enough, cause I, I would do Tucker and Dale as a cosplay. I got to meet him and, and have a nice moment with him and Tyler Bean at a different convention. But Alan Tudyk's also a very like, you know, sweet person. I've met him a couple times. I was actually behind him in a bar at a vip party out in san diego and i was just like i don't have an in oh my god i can't i can't say anything to him it'll be a bad faux pas and then nathan fillion walks up and he hands him a beer they bought and i'm like i just want to party with you oh. <laughs> <laughs> like literally two feet in front of me and i'm like oh but it's like um, nathan's like i remember you i mean we're not partying with you you call me old get away <laughs> right yeah you're blacklisted man you're blacklisted um uh one of my favorite memories, uh, Edward James almost, he was there one year and I walked up to him and I said, listen, sir, I know everybody loves you from Valsar Galactica resurgence, but you know, mine was from, um, Blade Runner. And he says the line at the end. And I was just like, that made my con. It's those little things like that, that make your whole convention. Mm -hmm. Um, recently, I don't know if you guys are fans of the expanse. Mm -hmm. I love The Expanse, mm -hmm. the best thing sci-fi put out since Battlestar Galactica. Yep. <laughs> I'm highly biased. But, no, I remember watching that first season. I was like, what is this? Where did sci-fi get the budget yeah. for this? Well, they, they, they didn't last long. Well, they didn't. <laughs> no, no, to be fair, it went three seasons. Amazon picked it up. Okay, cool. So, got a nice – I mean, the books are fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, the first um, year – was it 20, 2019 or 2018? Oh, when Wes and um, when Wes came four of the in? cast yeah, were there. Yeah, I think it was 2019 um, actually because I yeah. I got to go meet them that year. Oh, right. I can remember it by my costume, just like you. I did my uh, my season or uh, Battle of Winterfell or Battle. Of, well, I did my Arya costume last year. That year from the final season oh of God. Game of Thrones, and when I met mm. Wes and the other actors during the day, they asked what I was going to be costuming as, and I told them. And then they said, you have to come back when you have this costume on and we won't take a picture with you until you do. So, uh, yeah, I had to, nice. <laughs> to go back and get in that costume. And then that's no motivation. Yeah, but then they yeah. took a picture with yeah. me, but then they took a picture of me for, you know, themselves to, to, mm -hmm. to, to be like, nice. this is a cool costume. But yeah. They were well, so I, cool. I was wondering about that too, especially with you, John, like it, if you're, your cosplay and, and you've reached a certain you know, celebrity level of cosplay, I would think, uh, as that opened doors to, to, to hang out with and, and um, sort of interact with other guests there. I mean, sometimes. I was actually up in Seattle at a steampunk convention, and uh, Jewel State and Sean Marr were guests at it. And so I'm in the green room hanging out because I was a guest for it, too. And I'm just like, this, this seems weird. But you know what? I'm going to go with it. And they were just very pleasant. The biggest thing talking to you know actors actresses whatnot they like writers whoever if you treat them like people they're gonna 
react the same way. Like most people just want to be talked to like regular. If you come at them and being like, <gasps> they're like, Oh, you know, <laughs> so just, I, I try not to have a fanboy moment. Bruce Campbell. I can't help myself. It's Bruce Campbell. Um, and I've, I've met him several times. Um, uh, not at Dragon Con, actually, funny enough. But... I don't think he's ever been to Dragon Con. No. Uh, Nathan Fillion, you know, also fan fan moment. Um, but, you know, like, I, I've got to talk to Mark Badger, and he's great because he'll just cut stories about hanging out in Atlanta. Um, well, uh, I'll butcher her name, but the actress who played Aversolera in Expanse, I got my picture with her, and she is a beautiful woman and has the voice like she smokes five cigars a day. But it's so deep and sultry. It's amazing. And she's whispering in my ear as we're taking the picture. I'm like, please don't stop. Oh, my God. Are you talking about Shora Agdashlu? Her, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I saw she was, she's in I Ren, She's in the Renfield movie. Yeah. She plays a bad guy. And I was like, okay, I will be the bad guy. Like, just, oh, my God. She is like... I don't know anybody who doesn't love her. No, I I got to meet her at the, that one year at Dragon Con. I was just like, Oh my God, this is so perfect. She's, she was such a sweetheart. She really was. And just, but her voice, it was just like, Oh, oh, okay. I'm wearing my kilt. I got to (laughs) go. It it was, it was live action ASMR. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very much so. Yeah. No, (laughs) I mean, her character's fantastic in the expanse and she, it's so funny because she'll just, just, you know, she has to play this very, you know, political, proper politician, but she'll just curse somebody out like a sailor, you know, given the chance. Doesn't doesn't matter. Um, trying to think who else. Uh, Mark Singer, Beastmaster was so random. He, I remember he seeing him really early he, on. It was a while ago, yeah. Uh, Lance Hendrickson. I, wa- I ran to him like uh, we were in the Hilton and I just bumped into him. I'm like, the father. And I don't know if you've ever seen No Escape. It's a really like, you know, underground movie, but he's in it. Ray Leo is in it. Um, and he's just like, oh, man, no escape. You've seen that movie? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, it's great. It kept me up at three in the morning watching it on HBO. It, it does seem like at times, I mean, yes, they have their they have the area, the Walk of Fame, and then they have the photo. Now that's split out, they have a photo uh, area down. Right. Right, basement. So, um, so there's there's that, um, and but yeah, it seems like a lot of times you never know where you're going to pop up with uh, with um, with somebody seeing somebody. I mean, I saw Christopher Lloyd at Trader Vic's. Uh, you know, I was using, uh, the restroom in one of the hotels at the urinal and I looked over and there's Malcolm McDowell using the other one next to me. I was like, this is odd. <laughs> you know, I had, I had one of those clockwork orange goes into my head. I'm like, Oh no, no. What? What's that? See, is it clockwork I... orange or is it Caligula? It's like, Oh, which is worse. <laughs> I had one of those freak out moments in the bathroom, not once, but twice, just coming out of the stall, going to the sink. And the first time it was Charisma Carpenter. And I was just like, because she is so freaking gorgeous in person. And I was just like, 
Oh my God. And then the second one was uh, Kristen Bauer who played Pam on True Blood. And I was just, it was just one of those moments I saw her and I was just like, I felt like one of the vampire groupies from the show. And I was like, okay, what would you like me to do for you? It's, it's so weird. Cause you're like, you're in the bathroom. Don't be weird and kind of like you said straight you're totally weird and you just can't help it because it's just like an instinctual reaction but yeah right i i i i am extremely susceptible to to geeking out to to fanboying out um it has i've gotten better about it as the years have gone on um as i've interacted more and more with celebrities uh actors actresses directors whatnot um, and, and, you know, I, I credit Dragon Con for that because, uh, the fact that, you know, I think it was dra- like, because they're not behind a, uh, like a glass wall, like they are at some cons, right. uh, literally after the, after the pandemic, a lot of them were buying plastic walls. Right. Um, so, uh, they, but they, they were out there and I know, uh, he's behind the scenes, but I know Mike's got stories of meeting guys, uh, meeting, especially a couple of actors who've been doctors, uh, over the years at, uh, at certain times on the, on the, on the con floor. Uh, so, uh, you know, you just never know where you're going to pop in and see somebody. Uh, so, um, Channing, do you have a question for us? Uh, yeah, but first I want to say, I, I need to start hanging out with you all. Cause outside <laughs> of my story, that was from like 2007, 2008. I have not bumped in just any celebrities randomly. So I'm going to have, I'll buy drinks, but I got to start hanging out with you all. (laughs) But um, I'm just curious. Does anybody have a a story about a celebrity that they had a chance to meet and they didn't, and now they kind of regret it because I missed out on the Stan Lee photo ops when he was there. Mm. And I swear it was like the next year, year after that, he was, he was gone. So I'm just curious. Was there somebody you all missed and you were like, Darn, I wish I had gone. How much time do we have? <laughs> because the that was one of the things that I think when I first started going to Dragon Con, like I said, it was 2007. And the sheer number of people on the guest list floored me because you have, at the, I think at that time I counted, there were like almost 400 guests, most of them from media and film and TV. And I'm sitting there like, and I can get access to all of this for, I think at the time I paid like $110 for a ticket mm-hmm. for a four day weekend. And that blew my mind. And it was kind of like, okay, so I'm here at Dragon Con because of these three Harry Potter people. And then there's Jason Momoa. So those are the priorities. <laughs> but then you start looking at the rest of the guest list and you don't know where to stop or how it's like, how do you prioritize? Do you just put names in a jar and just kind of, you know, pick and choose who you're going to, who you're going to meet? It's, it's one of those things where it's like, you literally have to do that because there's so much. And then of course, if you're doing stuff like I'm on panels a lot of times, or I'm going to panels, it's hard trying to coordinate. Okay. So in order for me to meet this person, I have to make it to the Marriott from all the way at the Sheraton within a 15 minute block. You know, it's hard. I think I had a similar experience. I was waiting in line for a photo op with uh, Joe Manganiello. This was back when True Blood was still popular. Alcide had just come on the scene and 
you know, everybody was fawning over him. The line went so long and he actually stayed a little bit longer, but then he had to leave to go to his panel. So of course I try to, you know, I'm following like at a respectful distance, but I'm following trying to be like, okay, I got to go to his panel. I got to at least see him. And the panel was full. I couldn't even get in the room. So it's like those moments. Yeah, they happen way more than I would like them to. But Stan Lee was also one because you always think, oh, they'll probably come back next year. He was kind of a fixture. And Mm -hmm. then he passed and it's just like, wow, how I, I can't, you can never get that back now. I think mine's Patrick Stewart. He was a guest early on after I started going and back at that time, I was not ready to pay a hundred dollars, you know, for the photo autograph experience. Mm -hmm. And now nowadays I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to miss this opportunity to meet this person. (laughs) You know, but back then, back then all the money went to the hotel and the flights, you know, because I'm coming from another state. Yeah. Uh, And I just don't know how many more times. Patrick Stewart might be, you know, coming around to to Dragon Con or any other event near me. So I right, and his autograph price is probably going up. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Demand for his time has gone up. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Because I, I I think that's one of the things when uh, my my daughters and I volunteered for photo ops. You know, that was one of the perks. We got free photo ops. So my daughter, who has never seen a Star Trek episode in her life, has a photo with Patrick Stewart because she happened to be working in that particular room while I was working in a room with some other celebrities. And she also got um, she got the cast of The Walking Dead that last year that they were there. And she, so she's got a picture with Scott Wilson. She's got a picture with Stephen Young. And she was like, I didn't even know who these people were because we hadn't started watching the show at that point. But now she has that picture, you know, and it's just, yeah, so many missed opportunities. Yeah. And I, I learned pretty quickly, or I, I reconciled it pretty quickly with myself by saying, you know, a lot of these people have, I know they've been, they be, they get paid a lot for what they do. Um, in most cases, some, they don't, some don't, uh, but, uh, um, but a lot of these people have entertained me for free. So like, you know, if I have to put down like 80 bucks or 60 bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever, um, you know, it, I, I, I think, I think it's worth it. it now that depends. There are some times where it's like, I mean, it's, you're, you're just another cog in the assembly line. Like you're just like, you know, boom, boom, boom. And they barely even look at you or, you know, unfortunately the people that were running when I, when I got, uh, I, I did meet Stanley, uh, at, uh, Dragon Con one year, but the people that were handling and were just treating, like it was just an assembly line. You couldn't, you could barely say a sentence to him before they were like, okay, move on. Like it was just, it, it was too bad. Um, fortunately, uh, I happened to just, uh, accidentally, uh, I found myself behind him one time when he was walking across the sky bridge from one hotel to the other. And I was just like, I am literally following in the footsteps of one of my heroes. <laughs> I was like, that is, that's pretty cool. Um, but on the other hand, uh, Patrick Stewart, who I did, uh, also meet, um, he, uh, 
he was gracious. I mean, I talked to him for like about six, seven, 10 minutes, maybe. Um, uh, he was very, very uh, personable. Um, so it, yeah, the ones that give you that moment, um, uh, I, I felt that that like, that's really special. Uh, I think they really understand what they're doing. Um, some of them, you know, it's just a, it's just a, it's just a 20 or, you know, 40 for them. It's a, they're, they're just bringing home bags of tra of cash. Um, uh, so, um, I, I think though, if I had to pick a, a going back to your question, Janning, um, it was, I got, uh, Shatner and Nimoy's autograph at Dragon Con when they were there the first year that they, uh, they were there. And I'm glad I did. Uh, that was a more of assembly line thing, but I'm still glad I did that. But what I didn't do a couple years before that was I didn't get, uh, James Doohan's autograph and he had, he passed away. Like, I think the next year or the year after or something like that. And I was like, damn it. Like, you know, like, uh, cause it's important to me to, to say thank you to them, you know, for the, the, what they've done for me, um, um, and that's the other thing too. We're talking about all these prices and they've gone up and sometimes they seem insane for getting a signature or getting a photo or whatever. Um, but I, I believe most of them are perfectly willing to have a moment with you without you paying. Like if you don't want to get an autograph, if you don't, if you can't afford an autograph or can't get a photo or whatever, I think if you just wait in line and just want to like ask them a question or say something like that, I think nine times out of 10, they, that that's, that's allowed or that's something you can do. So don't be like anybody who's new to this thing. Don't be afraid of that. Like, don't be afraid. I mean, you might have to wait a while to talk, to talk to them, but you don't necessarily have to buy something. They want you to, or like the handlers want you to, they don't, sometimes they don't really care. <laughs> I was in the Walk of Fame and uh, <clears throat> James Cosmo, who most would know from Game of Thrones as the commander of the Nightwatch, but I've seen James Cosmo in everything, um, Braveheart, um, Train Spotting, whatnot. I mean, I've watched him over numerous movies and he was by himself and he didn't really have any line. I just walked up to him, just be like, thank you. Just thank you for all the years of entertaining me because I really love his characters that he portrays. Um, uh, I've, I don't have anyone I've, I've missed. I, um, I actually got to help the volunteer staff for the signing of Stan Lee that last year because it was in the artist alley. So I got to actually say hi oh, to him. Oh yeah. That last year. And, nice. Yeah. Uh, his last year. And, um, so that was nice. Um, my one friend works the walk of fame. He's part of the security. He's a six foot nine monster. So, I get to walk with him and he'll just walk up to the celebrities because they see him all day long and I'll follow behind him. And he's like, yeah, I want to introduce you to my buddy strange way. I'm like, Hey, how you doing? So I've gotten to say hello to a lot of people that way. Um, I am bummed. I didn't get to get BD Wong's autograph. Um, I got Nick Frost that year, but not his. And they were both there and I just didn't have time to get both. Um, I am super happy. I got Ron Glass's autograph. Um, before he mm -hmm. passed because that was that was a while ago and I, I loved watching him on firefly and crying in serenity and then remembering watching nick at night with my father and him on barney miller so <laughs> it's like yeah you know oh my god these people wow 
Like it, it's really neat to walk up to some of them. Uh, Carl Urban was great. He oh, was there yes. that one year, yeah. and I was telling him like you did a fantastic job because I read the boys, and he's like, "That's what we're trying to go for. We're trying to make sure that people who read the comics are enjoying it." I'm like, "Yeah, no, it's messed up. You're doing a good job." <laughs> I uh, um, he was at Dragon Con years before because I met him when he was on Xena. Right. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. So it was way then... before all the wow. Way before he yeah, like yeah, really yeah. exploded. He's um, been in almost every sci-fi fantasy genre. Has he disgusting. though? He sneaks he really his has. way he's in. Got Lord of the Rings. He's mm-hmm. got the Marvel Universe. Um, he knows the where the convention money is. is. He's going to get. I, he's going to tap I, into all the fandoms. Riddick, yeah. And Everybody's he's hilarious on a panel. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he's hilarious in the photo line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's the? Oh, I can't remember his name. The guy who's now playing Christopher Pike in the new Star Trek. Um, oh, Anthony, yeah. Anthony, uh, Mount. Anthony Mount. Thank you. Anthony Mount. Anthony Mount. Okay, so I was watching Hell on Wheels, and I'm like, why do I know this guy? <laughs> and I'm looking at him, I'm looking at him, and I looked him up on IMDb, and I'm like, oh, my God, he was the Buddy Holly dude in Pool Hall Junkies. And it's, like, such a rare, like, you know, movie, but he's super young. And he's got shortcut hair, no facial hair, big black Buddy Holly glasses. And I said it to him, and like I walked up to him, I'm like, I loved you in Pool Hall Junkies. He's like, Why do you know that? I'm like, Because I'm weird. All right. I was like, My last name's Strangeway. I was like, I watch all sorts of stupid indie movies, but you're great in Hell on Wheels, and I know you're awesome in Star Trek. So, but God, I remember you in Pool Hall Junkies, and that sticks with me because you, you know your eyes. It it was a way, and that you know that was a way for me to sort of get over my nervousness or span it, whatever. I made sure that you know going into the situation, like standing in line or even before that, I made sure that I knew in my head, like, okay, what's one question or comment that you can make? Um, And, uh, you know, just keep focus on that. And, you know, once you get up there, you know, put it out there and then see where it goes. And sometimes, you know, it, it lands and sometimes it doesn't, but at least you go up there and you can have, a moment rather than just up there and be like, thank you. And then leave, you know, I mean, it, it, it it took me a while to get over that. Um, but I did find that once I, once I had that in mind, like just to ask something a specific or whatever, then, uh, it was much easier. As you said, they're just people. All right. Well, speaking of just being people, also keep in mind that sometimes, you know, the celebrity might not react the way you would hope they would react to you. But yes. they they could be exhausted. They mm-hmm. they're at a convention. They're Hungry. working. You know, uh, they they might have gone out all night long at DragonCon, just like you did, and didn't get much sleep. Yeah, they they could be their meal could be late. They could not be being used to being around a hundred thousand people and have anxiety because hey, yeah. celebrities get anxiety too. <laughs> so oh, yeah, keep in mind, you know everybody's human, you know, yeah. even famous people. Right. Everybody has a bad day. I'll, you know, although there's, you know, I mean, unfortunately there's other instances. No, where there's a difference between I, somebody being rude. Right. And I certainly don't want to get into the day. dark side of, <laughs> of, of, cause there's, you know, there's all a bunch of stories about uh, uh, certain folks or whatever, but, um, but mm. this is more of a, uh, this is more of a celebration of thing of, yeah. of guests. That uh, so um, so last question for the group uh, because right now it's still pretty early. 
You know, we know that there's some Firefly people uh, because it's an anniversary. Maybe there'll be more Firefly people. We don't know. There's some speculation on that. Uh, we've got ourselves the last Doctor, think, uh, which is pretty cool. Isn't it also a Doctor Who anniversary this year? It is. I think so. so yeah. we, we've already it's got good. one Doctor. 60th anniversary. We've already got one Doctor and Companion. So who knows what, uh, you know, if the TARDIS door will open up and some more will come through. It, do you have a dream guest? Somebody that you really want to see? Uh, oh, Jed, you are just like, yeah, you're on it. Uh, who, who's your dream guest? Uh, I want Pedro Pascal. Oh. I will second that. Yeah, Last of Us, Mandalorian, come on, come on. I will second that and bring Bella <laughs> Ramsey with you. Yes, yeah. I will second yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to piggyback on that too because uh, and I know she's been at DragonCon before, but for some reason I just have not really like paid that much attention. I guess, but now uh, I would I would harm a lot of people to to see uh, Katie Sackhoff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I've enjoyed her in other roles, but man, as Bo-Katan, she is killing it. And yep. uh, I love that so much. So, uh, yeah, if she comes back, I will be – it's hard for me because I have to leave my table. Um, so I don't get to do the guest thing as much. But I try – if there's somebody that is is worth it, I will, you know, I'll put a sign on my table and be like, be back in three hours or whatever it's going to take. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I'll second Katie Sackoff. Her uh, her birthday just passed, and I was like, "Huh, she's only four months older than me." <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go, favorite. Thanks for that. I would love to see. I I don't know if you guys have watched it, but I am completely now obsessed with the Netflix show Shadow and Bone. Oh, based Ben on Barnes. Can we get some Ben yeah. Barnes? Hello. Hello. I will <laughs> take anybody from that cast. Give me Ben Barnes. Give me the Crows. Give me the Green. Mm. I don't care. Anybody from that oh, cast. Getting please. all three crow. Getting the all the Crows crew would be such. No, oh, that'd be great. I think I would lose my mind if they showed up at that time. <laughs> I would just be there like. Okay. <laughs> I'm happy. Have security on standby. Channing, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody on your? Uh, list? I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. It's kind of out of left field. Aisha Tyler. Um, yes. She, she. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. She has attended a bunch of different cons before. She's a gamer. She's an actress. She produces her own movies. She's dipped her toe into different fandoms. And I feel like if there is a guest you could bump into at a bar having a drink, it would be her. Mm-hmm. I feel like she is probably the one guest I could just bump into at Pulse Bar one day and she'd be cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm um, yeah, I'm going with Aisha Tyler. It, you know, nothing. It used to be that, you know, Dragon Con would, is at a certain level in terms of the guests that they were able to get. But I think certainly once they got Shatner and Nimoy, that like that ceiling just exploded. And now, I mean, it, anything's possible. I mean, we've seen James Gunn there. We've seen Mickey Rooney there. We've seen Larry Hagman and Barbara Eden there. Carrie Fisher's we've been. Seen Carrie Fisher's been. Yeah, we've David seen Tennant. like there's the, mm-hmm. <laughs> like almost all the doctors, I think, yeah. at, at this point, almost that, that are still with us uh, have, have been there, I think. Um, I would not be surprised if, uh, you know, if, uh, to see who, who could be, there's nobody I think that's quote unquote too big for them uh, at this mm-hmm. point, um, which is just amazing yeah. and astounding on their part. So, yeah, but they have to fill in an application yeah. just like everybody else. 
I don't know. Aisha Tyler, I know you're watching, so just go ahead, get the link to Dragon Con. Uh, Pedro, Pedro, I know you're out there. You know, just go ahead, fill out that form. This is the way. Also, Pedro, we know that you're a big geek, yes. and, and you're into a lot yes. of fandoms too. So come on, Pedro, this is this is the yeah. event for you. It's true, but you've got to bring Grogu. Now, hey, you, you can be. I'm fine without Grogu if it gets you here. It's true. I'll just Let's bring my Grogu. <laughs> Yeah, I think we all have a Grogu we could bring to make up for it. <laughs> Dragon Con does do a really good blend of bringing some of like, you know, the older guests from shows that haven't you know seen the light of day yeah. in a while, but they're still relevant, and also kind of keeping you know current with a lot of newer you know shows, movies, whatnot, um, book series. I mean, so that's that's a nice balance. Yeah. It's not just. Oh, it's the uber expensive celebrities that will only show up, you know, if you've got two hundred dollars. It's an it's a nice like mix. Yeah, you yeah. Get, that's what I love about it. it. I mean, and I think the people we grew up with and loved yeah. as children, and people we learned, you know, met as adults, and and certainly the fact that over the last decade, the the film making in 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 Atlanta area has exploded, so that makes it easier for you know to have celebrities because they're right here a lot of times. Kind of bummed. I feel they missed the opportunity to get Brendan Fraser before he won the Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was yeah. in town. <laughs> Doom Patrol. And I was like, and you had some of the other guests from Doom Patrol. And I was like, why isn't Brendan Fraser here? Yeah. I'm just mad I missed him the year that he came as a guest and was just kind of walking through the crowd oh random. Yeah. Hey, but and, we know we're, we know it's on his radar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I would not put it past it, Oscar winner or not. You know, uh, like I said, I don't think anybody's too big for Dragon Con. So, well, well very maybe cool. Robert Downey Jr. But yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he seems okay. down to earth enough you know, he, that I think okay. he would come. Like, I, I, okay, let me. Adoring fan. Okay, Robert Downey yes, Jr.'s I, agent. Let's say his agent, not not him specifically. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, that's probably true. All right. Uh, one last comment. Uh, I think the timing hurts Dragon Con. A lot of TV. Yes, that's true. A lot of people are filming. Uh, a lot of shows are being filmed, which is why certain people have to cancel last minute because they have a job, et cetera, et cetera. They get a gig. Um, that's certainly understandable. And that's a risk you take um, for uh, if you're just coming to Dragon Con to meet one person. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it would be great to have the some of the Mobile and Five people back again uh, uh, for an anniversary. Who's left? Yeah, uh, well, there is that too. But <laughs> the worst part about Babylon Five cast, not many of them are left alive. Yeah, that's cast. true. They used to be a huge staple at Dragon Con. Oh yeah, I mean, it used to be. I think Dragon Con was like, and and Babylon Five helped each other out as far as popularity. Um, I think they had a really great relationship because, man, there there was a section of of Dragon Con that seemed to be devoted to them. Uh, every year for a while. So oh, B5 is a fantastic mm -hmm. show. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad it's being rediscovered lately too. Yeah, uh, it took them a while been... to make it available for streaming. I'm, I'm, I think I'm... what HBO mm -hmm. or Prime has it. One of them has yeah. it. All right. So we've, uh, yes. So hopefully our dreams come true and we get like, you know, the cast of the Mandalorian here. <laughs> this... <laughs> for the last um, of us. Carl Weathers. Yeah. Action Jackson. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. 
All right. Nice. I like that. All right. (laughs) Now we are going to draw a close to this episode of the 2023 Dragon Con Report. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for watching. We really appreciate it. And thanks, Strangeway, for showing up. That's just, uh, really awesome to contact. It's been way too long since you've been on this show. It has. It has been numerous years. But, I, hey, you just let me know. Thank you for having me. Seriously. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, and like I said, thanks uh, for, you know, last minute. Because we did have, uh, you know, behind the <laughs> behind the scenes here, we did have a cancellation. So we had to make do. So, uh, But you guys stepped up, and I appreciate that. And uh, Hanako, same to you. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, wait. Before we do, before I go on, Strangeway, do you have uh, anything you want to plug? Um. If you're in the artist alley, <laughs> come <laughs> and you see me. <laughs> I'm usually wearing a kilt, so. <laughs> but my Instagram is there. It's the at strangewayftw. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Very cool, very cool. And Anago, do you have something you want to plug? Of course you do. Of course I do. Yes, you can check out my podcast. It's the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. Again, we talk about a lot of uh, genre TV pop culture geek culture we just have a lot of fun uh recapping and discussing shows we are at fandom hybrid on all social media we are also on youtube we have a discord channel that you can chat with us at and um i'm also at dragon con you can find me on panels on the uh, young adult literature track american sci-fi and fantasy track i have done panels for urban fantasy and uh alternative history as well so Awesome. Awesome. Again, thank you both for joining us. This will, yeah, you guys are going to be back. I know it. Thank you. Guys you. Been great, so thank you guys. This was uh, fun. Channing, thank you, sir. Uh, anything you want to plug? It is always a pleasure. Um, like always, I'll just plug my group, the Black Geeks of Dragon Con. Um, it's not a protest. It's a party. Look for us on Facebook. We're definitely having our photo shoot again this year. And, uh, Come out and join us, see some great cosplay. Awesome, awesome. And Jen, thank you. Always a pleasure. And uh, folks can find me uh, elsewhere here on the ESO Network at the Blurred Nerds Podcast. Currently on hiatus, but we have over 200 episodes that you can make your way through and get caught up to the present. You can also find me on Facebook at the Dragon Con Parties Meetups and More Group where me and my cohorts comb the schedules and find both official and unofficial Parties, concerts, meetups, and more to help make your Dragon Con just a little bit more extra special. Awesome. Awesome. And thank you, Director Mike Faber, for working your magic behind the scenes. We appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, Mike. (laughs) We try to cover all we can with these shows, but to keep up with the latest news, please check out the official Dragon Con website, all their social media outlets, they're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, just like we are. Uh, they're on Discord. We're not, so they, they have the they have a leg up on us on that. Uh, uh, all the fan tracks are active on Facebook as well, so check them out because they are looking for volunteers and they are looking for panel ideas. So reach out to some track folks uh, now. It's not too early. It's not too early at all to get involved. Um, we are a proud member of the ESO Network. We have a tea public store filled with all kinds of cool stuff, including a very cool design for the Dragon Con Report podcast. I'm just going to lift up my shirt now. I'm not going to. <laughs> so, uh, phrasing, man. Phrasing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, no one, no one wanted that. Um, uh, <laughs> there's a link for that at the uh, top of the uh, ESO Network page. Or also, I'd be in the show notes if you're listening to this podcast. Um, and we also have a Patreon page. And once again, thank you so much for your support. We really, really, really do appreciate it. Whether you're watching or listening to us, please help support the show with a like and a share. If you want to leave direct con uh, feedback for us uh, and comment on the show, uh, please feel free to keep your shirt on. Uh, please feel free to email us at feedback at dragoncountreport.com. Uh, you can also reach out to, uh, to all of us at various social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatnot, and whatnot. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I'm again, my, I'm your host, Mike Gordon. And as always, it's been my pleasure. Take care, stay safe, and we'll see you at the con. been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.